0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kieran Tierney says he's in for the Scottish Cup final But out for Scotland's qualifiers next month Some Rangers fans want a testimonial for Lee Wallace Now he's left the club And St Mirren and Dundee United move ever closer to learning their Premiership fate I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna Two more games to come this week than D United versus St Mirren over two parts Thursday night and Sunday And of course the real big one The Scottish Cup final The first time Hearts and Celtic have met In a Scottish Cup final Since 1956 Hearts triumphed that day I think the odds are against them This Saturday Gordon Yeah I mean I I can't see Anything other than a Celtic victory Um, I think that uh, Celtic have got Too much quality Too much firepower Um, Obviously Hearts will try And make it difficult As they did At the weekend there Although there'll be much changed sides And as far as the playoffs concerned I think it's a toss of the coin between those two. I think that is going to be nail-biting to say the very least for both of those clubs. Such a fascinating weekend because success comes in different forms. If you're Celtic, you're going for the Scottish Cup. You're going for the treble. Treble, your ninth trophy in a row. St Mirren and Dundee United are, are playing for a place in the top flight and to them, that, that's every bit as important. Yeah, and, and St Mirren fought very hard, if you remember, this time last year under Jack Rose to get into the Premiership. Uh, it was all positivity It was all optimism Around Paisley at the time To crash back down In the first season Would be Really problematic For the club But for Dundee United When they went down Under Mick Supatalini a, a few years ago Would any of us Really have thought They could be Contemplating a fourth Consecutive season In the second tier It's the worst run For United since I would say The early 1960s They need to come back and I think the punters are rallying behind them Both United and St Mirren punters I'm expecting bumper crowds at Tannerice tomorrow Maybe even a sellout at St Mirren on Sunday It's been a busy old week We've got a new Scotland manager as well For the other teams in the Premiership Who are off on their holidays The rebuilding starts now Who's going to stay? Who's going to go? What about for next season? Let's get stuck right in 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now Let us know what's on your mind Or if you would rather tweet We are at Clyde SSB Kieran Tierney Let's hear from him He's declaring himself fit For the Scottish Cup final on Saturday But he's confirming double hernia surgery Next week will stop him playing in Scotland's first two qualifiers under Stevie Clark. He says he is disappointed, um, but he's delighted with the appointment nevertheless. I've been training the last two days, and that's the two hard days of training, and uh, I think I've coped quite well with that, so it's positive going into the game. The plan is to have an operation. When is the time scale for that? I think the time scale can vary for uh, different people, obviously, but I think most people are at between three and six weeks, so it's not too bad, to be honest. I would love to, uh, obviously, go away with Scotland, but unfortunately the operation's booked for a few days after the cup final so that would draw me out of course you're frustrated you want to go away you want to make an impression with a new manager but I need to think of myself long term as well the best thing would be to get the operation as soon as I can What's your thoughts on the appointment of Steve Clark? Yeah I think it's very positive the positivity surrounding Steve Clark and what he's done at Kilmarnock is amazing for the whole country and for him to be the national team manager is just only a good thing what he's done as I said is incredible so Hopefully it can happen with the national team as well. We can take steps forward and put up more of a fight. Um, you're hoping as a national team, you're harder to beat. You can score more goals. You can keep more clean sheets. And I think that's what we're looking to do. And I think it's a great appointment to do that. But what he brings is massive for us. All the experience that he'll bring from all the different jobs, as you say, and the people he's worked under. So 
but I think as players we already know what he's about and how good he is so that's why everybody's looking so forward to work under him and that's why I'm gutted as well that I won't have the chance to make a first impression in his first squad It's been a difficult one for Celtic Kieran Tierney's injury I would have thought Celtic would have sent him away for an operation at the start of the year you have to remember this injury problem's lingered since the tail end of 2018 Gordon I'm really surprised it's got to the end of the season and he hasn't gone under the knife so far the flip side of that is Kieran Tierney is so important to Celtic that they've been trying to almost sort of nurse some through games. Um, you saw his importance to the team when he wasn't near at Ibrox a week past on Sunday. It gives him an outlet up that left hand side. It gives him an out ball if you like. He's important defensively as well. They have no one on the payroll there who can stand in from Emilio Izaguirre's tried, Johnny Hayes has tried, Jeremy Tolian's tried, Callum McGregor was there for the first trip to Ibrox this season. So Tierney is crucial. I, I just hope. Nothing goes wrong for him on Saturday Because he's got to Within one game of this operation You wouldn't like to think he, you know, The injury worsened During the game on Saturday I think the general opinion on the injury Jim Is that it can't Or it's unlikely to worsen So he's going to play at the weekend You would imagine And then he won't play for Scotland So good news for, for Neil Lennon Bad news for Stevie Clark. Yeah I've had players before I've worked with players before uh, Gordon with very similar injuries The micro tears You know in the, gro- in the, in the hernia and uh, they are manageable, as as, uh, as uh, Roger said there. And you can get, you can get through a training, you can get through games. There does come a time when you eventually you do need the operation. So, you know, from from Kieran Tierney, Celtic's point of view, I think it is the right time. Wait to end of the season, of course. You know, with the new Scotland manager just been appointed, and obviously these two games coming up against Cyprus and Belgium, it's not ideal for Scotland. But you know, in terms of Celtic looking after the player, they will have managed it with the medical staff get through enough of the games, enough of the training to play in the important games, the games that were relevant to them in this match and the weekend is absolutely vital. So, I guarantee mm. he'll play, he'll get over the game and then he'll get his operation and I, I, I think that's that's fair enough. I don't I don't see any issue with that. What we found recently though, Roger, it's not just as simple as saying, well, ah, well, we don't need him for Scotland because Andy Robertson's there because both of them were injured in the last game and we were left without. Now, Andy Robertson... Will play in the Champions League final the night before the squad meets up for for, for the upcoming yeah. double header. So, um, it's, it's not as simple as, as saying, "Oh well, Andy Robertson's there." Yeah, and, and we have to hope that Andy Robertson will be there for Cyprus and Belgium. It was notable. Steve Clark said yesterday his first call had been to Andy Robertson, his squad captain, probably Scotland's most valuable player. You would think um, he did miss the game in Kazakhstan when he had to go for the dental surgery, and his absence was was there for all to see. It really was. Um, so it's critical in Tierney's absence That Robertson comes along Plays against Cyprus Plays against Belgium And you would like to think That the ones who have missed other games Missed that double header Missed some of the Nations League campaign They answer the call from Steve Clark Because he laid it out yesterday What he expects from his players You would like to think They would all put their country first Plenty more to come Let's kick off by Previewing the Scottish Cup final though So Celtic fans Hearts fans With a few days to go What are the main issues On your mind tonight 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB And Michael in Cambuslang Is first up Hi Michael How you doing panel? Good Michael, Hi, Michael. Uh, Just uh, on two points What about uh, getting Not really a replacement But a backup for Kane Tierney, listening to you there, we do definitely need one for the squad. And uh, on the second point, how, uh, other than Dembele getting playing this year, uh, Sunday's match or Saturday's match, who do you, who others 
do you think will be uh, playing in the game? Like um, a reserves team. Okay, let's go for for the first point first. A backup for for Kieran Tierney. Emilio Izaguirre was was meant to be that guy. Jeremy Tolian was meant to be able to play both sides. Judging by Michael's question, though, he and other Celtic fans don't quite feel that they do have an able deputy. Well, I think Izaguirre has been a relatively able de- deputy, and and Brendan Rodgers actually said when he re-signed him, listen, this is a difficult void to fill because Kieran Tierney is the number one left back and will be. So to try and attract another player of a similar quality or a, a really high quality is very difficult and obviously financially as well. You can't be paying huge sums of money for which is in effect a backup. So I, I you know for me I would have I mean obviously on the right hand side they've got somebody like Anthony Ralston who's come in. Uh, Calvin Miller was there for a little while and then and has been out loan a couple of times. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen maybe someone from the the, the development side uh, if, in an ideal world. But I, I agree with Michael. Uh, if 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 the, this moment in time they don't seem to have a, a natural replacement or a natural uh, backup for them, then they will have to go out and get someone. And and there are you know there's a number of players out there who would be absolutely thrilled to join Celtic, even if it was as part of a squad uh, and to back up Kieran Tierney. But uh, you know, as you mentioned, Tolian was would come in because he thought he could adapt to both. Primarily right back Played left back at the weekend um, Wasn't brilliant But you know Steady enough um, But I, I do think that's an area An area where Celtic could Could look to strengthen um, As far as the younger players coming in Obviously Karamoko Dembele Caught the eye at the weekend I don't I, I think he will be in the squad But I don't see any other one Mikey Johnson is, I, I think is more Of an established squad player now So I think he'll Certainly have an opportunity He may well start um, but um, those two aside I think it'll be Pretty much Tried and trusted Going into the cup final Yeah I mean You, you watched Karamoko Dembele In the flesh on Sunday We're going to be speaking To Neil Lennon tomorrow um, I think he has given Some comments to, to Celtic TV su- Suggesting that you know, there, There's no reason Why he won't feature At the weekend Yeah well, as I mentioned You know as I said to you The, you know, the uh, big DJ sits here Played in the cup final At 16 years of age So I think sometimes We, we overprotect you know, yeah. Listen, in 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 the world we live in, it's different from when it was then with with, with Derek, because the social network and social media can build people up into superstars. And he's literally played forty five minutes of first team football in a, you know, a non a relatively non competitive game with not that much at stake. So you know, there's still a long way to go for the boy, but he's got ability, he's got talent, and uh, as I said, I think if he's if, if there's an opportunity And there's a gap there I think mm. he, he may well Fill that gap on the bench I mean Derek was a big brute That maybe come in, <laughs> comes into the equation Roger I don't think He would mind me saying um, I'm sure he would mind you saying <laughs> To be honest I think there's only one place Up for grabs in the Celtic team Scott Bairn playing goal And now we know Tierney's fit Tierney Adjar Simunovic Lustig Brown McGregor Rogic Forrest Edward And another as Michael Johnson, as you suggested, Jim put himself his favourite with the two goals. I, I'm not sure about Rogic. That's my that's my one because I think under Neil Lennon he's not found his I, form. I, I think he's that's, a big game player. I, I, I you know, agree with he's a, a talent, uh, Roger, like for me. But I'm just saying under Neil Lennon, yeah. he hasn't really produced anything close to the levels that, that he had previously. Yeah. But you just wonder though, you know, it could have been Michael Johnson. Scott Sinclair mm. doesn't seem mm. to have grabbed no. the attention of Neil Lennon. Could, could it be Johnny Hayes who's who's mm. featured a mm. few times? Or, you know, could he just do it? Could he throw Karimoko Dembele in from the start? You just don't know. A bit like Derek in 1970. Until mm. you do it, you don't know how they're going to be. What are your own thoughts on the matter, Michael? 
<clears throat> I thought that Caramel Group did outstanding for the 45 minutes he was in, especially after when he was taken down and he didn't even think to stay down. He just got straight back up and ran straight for the ball and took his shot. And he was right to do so. And his link with uh, Young Henderson too, the one-two passes were outstanding. The play was just brilliant like because they played with each other through the reserves. So I don't think if you're going to throw Dembele in there, you have to put Henderson in too for their link up. Well, that 45 minutes was unbelievable. Right, thank you to Michael in Canvas Lang. Hearts fans, I wonder how you feel with a couple of days to go because I'm not sensing many people are giving you much of a chance. So come on here and state your case. 01419511025. Ahead of a potential treble treble winning weekend, Kieran Tierney says every trophy he wins is better than the last. He is expecting a tough game on Saturday. He says memories of previous visits to Hamden will drive him on this weekend. For me, anyway, every single trophy. One after the other, it gets better and better each time. You want that feeling more and more. Um, so there's no added motivation, there's no extra motivation. We know what's at stake um, and we know how good a feeling it is to win. Uh, and I think that's what makes you want to win so much. The feeling is so sweet and you work hard all season for it. And to end a season off with a trophy would be a dream come true for everyone. Yeah, the expectation's been there from every trophy we've won, but we can't let the expectation kind of creep into us. We know it's going to be a hard game. Uh, we can't expect to win. We need to go out there. Um, Hearts will make it tough for us as well So always a tough team to play against um, They know what they're good at And they play at their strengths So we know it's going to be a tough game And we're looking forward to another challenge The first few times I went to Hampton uh, There was no luck I didn't win the first two semi-finals I played So I know how it feels to be on the other end of it And that's why I think it's even better when you do win Because you know what it's like And it's a horrible feeling getting beat When you're so close to a trophy So hopefully that doesn't happen Saturday The memories and the memories of winning trophies as well um, They both play a part in how good the success feels you've had it so you want it again and you've had the, the downs of football so you don't want that to happen Are some cup finals ever bigger than others? I mean you, the first one you're going for the, the, the undefeated domestic season and then it's a double treble then it becomes a treble treble you've got Neil Lennon into the mix are, are there ever finals that are more important than others? Well I think football people and Jim might agree with us We say the next win's always yeah. the biggest You know for people um, It's a strange when you, you go into Scottish Cup finals Scottish Cup finals very very rarely Throw up upsets um, You think back The last one I can really think of Was, was when Dundee United stopped Rangers From a double treble in 94 I think there was a dinner in Dundee this Friday night To celebrate the 25th anniversary yeah. of that You know before that you think back to the Jockstein's all-conquering Celtic team who lost in 1970 to a, a very young Aberdeen side captain by Martin Buchan. Mm. Other than that, there's very seldom a shock. Mm. You know, Gretna got to the final, but Hearts beat them. Uh, Ross County as a yeah. championship team got to the final, then D United mm. beat them. Celtic Rangers against non-old firm teams over the years have tended to win. So it's not a final that tends to throw up shocks. You know, you see more shocks in, in FA Cup finals, you know, the Wiggins and the Wimbledons and people like that winning. Yeah. Even the I, League Cup, our Scottish League Cup, yeah. you know, you've found a few surprises over the years, you know, obviously, you know, that that, that as well. Mm-hmm. Is, is not, not so much when they're playing the bigger team, but the winners, you know, there's been a, spread, a more spread yeah. of the winners. I, I think that, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, Hart's point of view, you know, they've just got to be play the way Hearts play. I think if they overthink about Celtic, then you know, then Celtic will, will, will run over the top of them. Uh, George is in Govan. Hi, George. Oh, George is not in Govan. There we go. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to replace George in Govan, Alec is also on the line. Hi, Alec. Hi, lads. How we doing? Good, thank you. I thoroughly looking forward to Saturday. Uh, chance again to to. To seriously make a bit of history 
these these moments are coming along once in a lifetime. So further looking forward to the game, and I just hope Celtic uh, play to the occasion. And we know we know what Hearts are going to do. That they'll play to their strengths, but you know Celtic. You know, hope we get and play the, the way that Celtic play. Uh, I would like. I don't know, but I would love to see the boy Dembele, even just in the squad, just in the fact that maybe I'm on the bench, just to have him there. Uh, the guy is going to be the guy's a player as simple as that he's got he's going to the tap uh, that's for sure and regards to you know next season you know this can be a chance now for to have that clear out that that we've been talking about for probably about the last two or three years you know we were talking about a clear out before when Brendan came in uh, so you know we're, we're going to seriously need to to have that clear out about now uh, we're going to need to try and ship it some boys who are there who might not be wanting to go that's part and parcel it but we're going to need to bring in quality mm. that's for sure yeah I mean Jim you only have to look at some of the faces that went up to collect medals on Saturday to underline Alex's yeah. point yeah I mean it's, it's strange to see India clear out when you're going for a treble treble you know a team that has dominated Scottish football um, for, for, for seasons upon seasons now and uh, you know and yet Fans are saying, well, we need to clear them out. We need to bring in better quality. But, um, you know, yeah, they, they are top heavy with a number of squad players who haven't, mean, you know, played a pivotal role in Celtic success over the last, particularly the last couple of seasons. And a lot of those contracts will be coming down, you know, to, towards the end of it. Uh, therefore, if they are going to, you know, agree some sort of um, compromise, uh, you know, to, in their contracts, um, then it's not as expensive as it would have been, you know, if it had two or three years to go. So, yeah, I think there will be. But again, I think it still has to be, you have to make sure who the manager's going to be because the manager might want to keep some of these players. He might say, well, that, that player, I like that player, that type of player is my type of player. So I think they have to get that side sorted first. And then I think that uh, look and see, you know, what areas of the team need strengthened and also, you know, is there going to be a number of players leaving? Most people think, yeah, there will be, but... But, you know, it's not as easy as saying, right, you're going to go. If you've got a year's contract to go, there's going to have to be some negotiating done and agents mm-hmm. will play a major role in that. And I think Celtic, they'll have to move quickly. You know, you hear Kieran Tierney talking about his operation in a, a recovery time of three to six weeks. Three to six weeks takes you to Champions League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic will want a manager in. As Jim says, you know, there could be 10 players leaving Celtic Park this summer. And even if a lot of them are peripheral fringe players, Gordon... You know they're still important to the squad, and Celtic need a manager in. They need to get the manager to bring players in, and they need to be ready for these Champions League qualifiers because you've seen in the past Scottish teams, both in in the qualifiers for the Champions League and the Europa League, we can take nothing for granted. Uh, Rangers fans, this might interest you because it won't have escaped your attention that Lee Wallace has left the club very quietly. It must be said his. That other half has posted on social media And now there are calls from some fans On social media To grant him a testimonial What would you make of that? And generally How do you feel about him leaving? Is it a shame the way it's finished? And what next for the former Rangers captain? Let us know 01419511025 We'll talk Lee Wallace After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna are here Two ways for you to get in touch The first one is on the phones And also you can tweet at Clyde SSB Let us know uh, what is on your mind Uh, Tony's got his ideas for the Celtic team this weekend Looks just 
pretty predictable. He's got Scott Sinclair in there, and he's got Karamokud and Bailey uh, on the on the bench as well. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones. Uh, let's hear from you, Lee Wallace. What do you make of him? Give us a call. He's he's left Rangers, Roger, and like I said before the break, very quietly. Not not much. Yeah. Not any fanfare No acknowledgement as yet That may may still come from the club And now some fans have even gone as far as to To set up a petition To, to get him a, a testimonial well, well he did get an acknowledgement Stephen Gerrard threw him on For the last five minutes of the game against Aberdeen And it was a Sunday afternoon I think I said in the show on a Tuesday night That's his farewell And you know there were Rangers fans phoning the show Saying oh no he'll play against Hibs And he'll play against Celtic No Stephen Gerrard did the right thing He threw him on there's been an irretrievable breakdown Between Lee Wallace and his employers um, It all stemmed back to the cup semi-final The bust up with Graham Marty The recriminations and the repercussions after that um, He was never going to get back in the team And one day the truth will out One day we'll find out exactly what And what was not said in that dressing room But at the minute Until we know what was said and what happened that day after the defeat to Celtic Then there will always be a sort of mystery Hanging around Lee Wallace's latter days at Rangers The supporters have a fondness for Lee Wallace Because of his loyalty to the club When he and Lee McCulloch decided to stick with him Through all the divisions And there was a bond forged then Between Lee Wallace and the supporters But that bond between Lee Wallace and the club itself That was severed at Hamden what sort of level can he go now and operate at Jim Duffy? Should clubs in, in our division be on, on high alert? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, if he's fit and healthy, he's a terrific fullback, absolutely. I mean, uh, Max Lowe is going to go back to Derby, but he looks at it. So Aberdeen will be going to look out for a left back. I think obviously his previous club, Hearts, I'm sure, would uh, you know be a, a fantastic acquisition. I think for most most um, teams, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's one of those situations where as long as he's fit, I mean, he had, he had a spell where he wasn't fit, and and again, but whether that didn't to you know any part to play, and the fact he was never involved in any squads, and with Roger, I would doubt it. But um, I think that you've got to move on. I understand fans having an appreciation for the player, and that that's uh, that, that that's always great uh, if you're that player. But I think the club, I don't see any way, and I, I just think it's um, you know it'll be a wasted effort from all of those fans, and and I think that Leo. You know, he'll go on his career. He'll have said, right, okay, there's been a probably ninety percent of my time at Rangers was very good. The last ten percent, not so good. Now it's time to look forward and and continues. He's still a relatively young man. He's still got another six, seven easy years ahead of him to play at a good level. So focus on that now, and and then you know you just have to take it on the chin when it, and things don't go your way at a football club. One, one of the tweeters not suggest Celtic were in the market for a backup for Kieran Tierney, Gordon. That's too simplistic. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll let you throw that one out there. Rory's in Fife. He's a Kelty fan. Hi, Rory. Hi, guys. Um, obviously, I listen to you guys every night. And one of the, the sticking points for me uh, calling up tonight was um, was Lee Wallace. Um, I don't know how much you guys know, but Lee Wallace is actually on the coaching team at the under twenties in, in Kelty. So we we get to see a lot of him and. Over the last year, I would say that Lee looks happy in, in what he's been doing with the Kelty team. And that kind of background, uh, you know, he's been a kind of local-ish lad, he's went down to grassroots football and he's been enjoying his time. And it makes me think, is it really in his best interest to kind of go back up to a higher team? Or, you know, he's, he's went from bottom division up 
is it time that he maybe goes and says, you know what, I enjoyed my football, I didn't enjoy the last 10%, as it's been noted, do I want to go and enjoy my football or do I want to go back into a mainstream team? And that's the kind of the question that I'd pose to the panel. Um, where does Lee go? Does he go back down the divisions to enjoy his football and be happy playing football? Or does he go back to being in the spotlight and be known for the incident that we might never know what actually happened in that changing room? Well, is it something of an unorthodox career, really? Because not too many people would have done what he did and gone down the divisions with Rangers. Um, at the time, it was the peak years of his career ahead of him. He could have gone to England. He could have made a lot more money. He could have won a lot more Scotland caps. But he chose to stay at home, to stay with the Rangers, to help the Rangers through the divisions. And that's why he forged this bond we talk about with the Rangers fans. So now he's left Rangers. You know, Jim was speculating about Aberdeen. People have speculated about a return to Hearts. But because of the unorthodox career that Lee's had, you know, I don't think we could safely say that he couldn't go and play for Kelty Hearts in the Lowland League and try and help Kelty and Barry Ferguson back into the league, particularly at a time when Kelty are throwing so much resource at building a squad. You know, there's Nathan Austin signed. He's dropped three divisions from Inverness Cali Thistle to go to Kelty. The lads Dylan Easton and Thomas Riley have gone from fourth at the top of League One down two divisions to Kelty Hearts. So I think Barry Ferguson is building quite an impressive mm. squad with an aim of winning the Lowland League, which they couldn't manage this season. We're beaten to it by East Kilbride. Winning the Lowland League, getting into a playoff with Highland League champions and, and the team who have bossed the Highland League in recent years, Cove, are now in the senior ranks, so they're away. So you would think that you know the team coming through the Highland League next season won't be as strong. So maybe in a year's time, could Lee Wallace and Kelty Hearts find themselves in in the bottom of you know coming in at the bottom of League Two? Yeah, I mean, I just think, as I said, he's he's thirty one. He's come up for thirty two. As I mentioned, he's you know now players you know look after himself. You know, uh, you know all aspects of their fitness levels. I, I see him comfortably, and he can also play left centre back. He can play as a three in a left centre back. He can play as a four. He can play left back if he's not. In, in two or three years' time, where he's not bombing up and down the line, but I think he's got far too much to offer. I think uh, he would be doing himself a disservice if he went to to low in league football just now. He's got far too much quality to play, and he's got far too much talent that he can offer the Premier League clubs. Absolutely, and at the very least, top Championship clubs. But for me. I think just about anybody he could play for in the Premier League if he's fit and healthy and motivated. That's the one thing we don't know about uh, Lee, as is, is, is Roger is maybe saying, and maybe Rudy's, you know, knows his kind of personality. He's, you've got to be motivated, but I think he would regret it. I think if you take yourself away from that when you're still good enough to compete, I think in a year or two's time you, you'd be kicking yourself. So he's had a, let's just say, a, a, you know, a, a, a difficult time over the last 18 months or so, a year. Uh, I think he's got so much ahead of him. Go and enjoy the next four or five years of your football at the highest level you possibly can. And then if he wants to go to that level, he'll still be good enough in his in his mid to late 30s. What do you think, Rudy? I mean, what I see is there's a lot of players uh, just now that are, they seem to be wanting to go and play football more in Scotland. They want to be more happier with playing football. And I just read this morning on, on Twitter and, and some of the, the various columns the boy O'D from Dundee, um, who was just sent off uh, against the Mirren at the weekend, he's rumoured to be going to Kilby, he's called Bright. And there's rumours that he himself is going to drop down from, which would have been the Premiership, down to the Lowland League as well. And I think that 
a lot of it isn't money mo- motivation. A lot of it is seeing the the lowland league clubs that have got a lot of drive for success, and a lot of the guys are wanting to go into these teams. And uh, you know what? I I would love Lee Wallace to go to Kelty, and I'll say that from the offset. I personally don't think it'll happen. I think he's got, as the guys have said, a lot more to offer in higher leagues. But if lowland leagues can act, lowland league teams can actually. You know, try and get these players into their ranks and getting them into the teams. I mean, we're, we're we're looking at kind of lower divisions. They are struggling to actually pay the bills, and then we've got these lower league, league teams who are they're getting players left, right, and centre from the higher leagues. It, it just, you know, what it's, for me, it just looks like players want to go and enjoy their football, and they see that in a lower league rather than going mm. in the higher league. Alright, thank you to Ruri In Fife, we've started some sort of bidding war for him I think on Twitter Because Colin says I'd take him at St Mirren Good experience, solid pro uh, Robert's tipping him for a move to, to Livingston uh, So there we go Different names getting thrown around there Rangers fans of course are interested King Kamara says Sad to see Wallace go the way he did Definitely better than the guys we have at left back And that's an area that needs addressed in the summer and along similar lines, Derek tweeted in to say it's pretty sad what happened. I think he's had the brunt of what happened at uh, Celtic Park. I think it was Hamden, wasn't it? He's definitely a better fullback than Barisic. So basically, Rangers have the be- let the best left back at the club go for nothing after everything he did when we were in the lower leagues. You know what it's like, Roger. You scroll through social media, you, you see a-, a lot of Rangers fans. Waiting, wondering if the club are, are going to take to social media to acknowledge his departure. The- Will no, it happen? Does it no, matter? No, it won't happen um, It certainly seems to matter to some of the supporters I'm not sure it matters to Lee Wallace To be perfectly honest with you um, People are saying the best left back at the club That's probably based on his form When he was at his peak um, One thing I will say about Stephen Gerrard is If Stephen Gerrard had thought He was the best left back at the club I think Stephen Gerrard would have played him more last season Because left back was a position that was a problem for the Angels Barisic didn't really convince Flanagan only laterally convinced Andy Halley's a midfield player who was just pushed back there from time to time so I think if Steven Gerrard had indeed rated Wallace as the best left back at the club I think you would have seen him in the team more I think there is a breakdown between player and club ultimately the club wins you know the players have to move somewhere along the line you know when this happens there's, there's, there's been umpteen from every level of club when there's a breakdown between whether the club and the player or the manager and the player, then, you know, th- these things happen. It's part and parcel of football. And sometimes fans are, you know, they, they, as you say, they're, they're popular players. But ultimately, if the club decide that that player is no longer valuable to them in any shape or form, then the player has to move on. And that's what's happened with Lee now. As I said, he'll look back in his, his time at Rangers, as I said, but probably mixed emotions. But the bottom line is, for mm. me now, he has to look forward. That's That, that part of his career is now finished. And he's been, as I said, well received by the Rangers fans, and I think that will give him a, a, a you know, a, a crumb of comfort if you want to call it that. But I think he's got to move forward now. I suppose managers, coaches, heads of recruitment aren't daft. It's not like this is a surprise. It's not like they've just no. woken up on the twenty second of May and realised that Lee Wallace will be available. I mean, this is this day's been coming, so yeah. I'd imagine quite a few clubs have already been putting the feelers out. Yeah, of course. I mean, if he's wanting to play, I mean, he's, oh, as I said, he'll have an agent and representatives and, you know, there'll they'll be a number of people who will have, uh, they would have contacted and vice versa all over, the, you know, not just in this country. You know, players now, whether it's America or whatever. Again, it all depends on what Lee Wallace wants to do. Does he want to stay here? Does he want to try something different? Even in England, I still think he's young enough to get down to England and play 
it just depends on whether he has that ambition to do so uh, 01419511025 Get your calls in More tweets coming in about that actually uh, G Maxi says I love my club But unless he did something really really wrong Like boot Murty in the <clears throat> uh, Then I'm pretty disgusted That the way the club has let him leave When traitors walked he stood tall Very strong language uh, from G Maxi Let me tell you about this Because uh, this is very important If I can find the right piece of music for it Yes I can, here we go Finish the season with a win on Clyde One Super Scoreboards with Ladbrokes. Download the app and have a bookie in your back pocket. Please gamble responsibly. It is a huge weekend of Scottish football on the field and for you, it could be a huge weekend of winning as well because on Saturday's Super Scoreboard, we're going to team up with Ladbrokes.com to make you a winner. And a big winner at that Make sure you are listening in Scottish Cup final day And we'll give you the chance to win hospitality For four people At an old firm game of your choice Next season Just imagine that Doesn't matter where it is You can choose Celtic Park or Ibrox It's of your choice You can even pick uh, One of the most important ones Now finish, that's your chance to finish The season on a win A big win at that If you listen on Saturday Thanks to Ladbrokes.com More of your calls coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon D. No, it's not. So I see that force Gordon of habit. Oh. See that force of habit from a Tuesday Listen, night. Listen, I can maybe get mixed up with a few people, but Gordon DL right. is one of the worst things that you've ever said to me, Gordon. Well, I'm, I'm actually feeling a bit upset. I'm about amazed that. you haven't stormed out. It's just a force of habit. This is what happens when you lot will swap nights. Roger Hanna and Jim <laughs> Duffy are here. So give us a call uh, or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I don't know how feel when you the, even worse. <laughs> the last couple of Rangers fans were, were all very supportive of Lee Wallace. Good to have a bit of balance. Um, Billy King says I have you all at a disadvantage I watched Lee Wallace play He was past it in the championship I watched him struggle against wingers at that level Let's not entertain any of this best left back nonsense And Bob McCallum says Roger is correct For once uh, Gerard, like me, believes Barisic is our left back He is after all in the Croatia squad For the upcoming Euro games He hasn't had a run of games to prove his worth This season With that in mind then Is, is the beginning of next season an important time for for Borna Barisic to, to to win people over or, or prove that, that you know that he is this Croatian international and he can he can bring that to Rangers. Yes, without doubt, um, he, he hasn't brought the form to Rangers that he had at Osijek or, or the, even that he's seen in the Croatian national team. Um, I'm not sure that Stephen Gerrard's convinced by him. Just you know some of the comments Stephen Gerrard's made after games, both with Barisic and Eros Grezda as well. Um, their injury records Their form So I think the start of the season Particularly That little spell Between the start Of the European qualifiers And the closure of the transfer window Because you wouldn't rule out If Barisic hasn't convinced his manager By the time the window shuts mm. A new left back coming into town mm. Uh, Jim Duffy I'm just thinking This is the first time We've had you on Since Stevie Clark was appointed I have you down As the biggest Scotland fan Amongst <laughs> the pundits So I'm keen to get Your thoughts on it We heard a bit from Kieran Tierney earlier But what's your Your general reaction I think he's the best Manager career Possibly I've got that, That's the bottom line I think that You look around I think that uh, You know there's, there's always You know Obviously It was Derek McInnes And, and, and Stevie Clark but I think the two Main favourites But I think From Stevie's point of view I don't think We could have picked Anyone better um, I think the you know obviously to, to a lot of the the fans they'll look at the job he done at Commander, but he's just his general knowledge, experience, 
working down south, uh, whether it's at West Brom, Villa, Chelsea, etc. Newcastle, there's there's just been so much. He's he's got a, a lot of experience. I, I always think, yeah, it's good to time it when you're hot, but his body of of um, you know knowledge and his he's he's kind of is, is I think more impressive. You know, he, he 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 has that behind him. I, I wouldn't have liked to just have picked him because he had a couple of good seasons at Kilmarnock. I think you've got to have more than that. It's not just that he's the flavour of the month type guy. I think it's helped, but I think his body of work is uh, is is more impressive, including Kilmarnock. But if you look right across, mm. um, and and you need you need little dips as well, and little times that didn't go well. But I think that makes you a better manager. So no, for me. I think um, he's the the best we could have picked and hopefully gets the balance right between it. It's still going to be a tough test, I think. He's two games, Cyprus and then Belgium. And we just hope that the Belgium players, you know, are, are looking at their summer holidays because if they did turn up and they did play to the level they've got, even Stevie Clark's not going to make a difference. You, you, you listen to the show, clearly the Tartan Army have bought into it. Mm-hmm. You read today's papers, the media have bought into mm-hmm. it. How important, Jim, is it that the players buy into Stevie Clark? And there's no more of this, a 25-man squad's named mm. and seven or eight of them immediately mm. pull out. Yeah. How important is it that he, that he gets the players that he wants to turn up and perform? Yeah, it's a difficult one because, I mean, knowing big Alec, Alec McLeish before that, Alec was, you know, a kind of... If you want to call it, you know, he was, he was a, a manager with authority and stature. And I think, you know, you would have thought that the players would have said, no, listen, we're not going to do it. But for whatever reason, it didn't quite work with Alec. I think Stevie will not suffer fools gladly. He doesn't suffer fools gladly. He knows what he wants. He wants certain a certain way of playing. He demands it from his players. And I think if anybody says, no, listen, I'm not too sure, then that'll be the last you'll see of them. 0141-951-1025. Ken is a Celtic fan from Canvas Lang. What's on your mind tonight, Ken? Uh, how you doing? I mean, um, I don't, it's just I don't want people getting too overexcited with this treble treble coming up. As it was saying when I, uh, I can't remember his name, answer the phone, that no Celtic team has ever won the Scottish Cup three times in a row. Not even Jock Steen. I mean, they won it in uh, those 1988 and 1989. They lost it in 1998. It was 2003, 2004, and then they lost in 2005. So, as I said, no, no Celtic team has ever done that before. But if they lose it, people will probably say Neil Lennon shouldn't get a job. But no Celtic team has ever done what they're about to attempt to do on Saturday. I was wondering what you thought about that. Well, I can understand your caution, Ken. Um, I just can't see a way that Hearts are going to win the cup final. Um, had Stephen Naismith been there, maybe had Ollie Lee been there, you would have seen, you know, there could be a wee spark of creativity, there could be a, a set piece from Ollie Lee or something that, that might have caught Celtic out. I just can't see any way that Celtic are not going to win this game. Ekpiazu is not 100% fit. Herring is not 100% fit. Um, Celtic beat them at the weekend. Celtic beat them in the League Cup semi-final. Um, and I would quite like, as Gordon said at the top of the show, Ken, for, for a Hearts fan to come on and put up an argument for Hearts stopping the treble treble. I just think Celtic are not just too strong for them. I think they're considerably mm. too strong for them. The thing is, Jim, the, the 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 best team in the country, or the biggest and best teams in the country, they'll always go into games as favourites, and sometimes yeah. as overwhelming favourites. Somewhere in the back of your your head, surely you acknowledge that Celtic will lose a cup game. Mm-hmm. At some point, surely, mm-hmm. you know, law of averages, call it what you will. Yeah. 
it can, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah, listen, you can have a long ball over the top in the first ten minutes, and Scott Bain come out, clean the player out, and the referee might send him off, or the last the last defender, and you get ten men, and that can affect the game. Or there's a number of things you got a key player that uh, gets injured, or there's a, a ricochet falls for you, or whatever decision goes goes your way. There are there are variables in football that are not just two teams eleven against eleven. There are variables within that ninety minutes that can affect the game. But if you just take those out of the equation, if you just say it's a Celtic's team of quality and the Hearts team of whatever quality they have, then Celtic will win it. So I don't think, you know, from Ken's point of view, that the people are getting over the kind of way. I understand the history tells you that it's not, it's, it's a bit the first time, but that's what records are there to be there and there to be broken. And Celtic have the best chance, I think, of doing that because, you know, with the best one in the world, I think Hearts can try and stop Celtic. But I don't see them taking the game to them. I don't see them opening them up, and they're not in a great run of form. I mean, I know people can say, "Well, sometimes you, you know you you protect form goes out the window and all and all that stuff." Stuff. You hear it, don't I, I think Hearts are probably in their poorest run of form yeah. all season, and they're getting to a cup final without key players, and even the other ones that, that might go in won't be a hundred percent fit. So for me. I cannot mm. see anything other than a Celtic victory. Ken, I know it's a bit of a footballing cliche, but how important is the start of the game? Because if you take yourself back 12 months when it was Celtic and Motherwell in the Scottish Cup, you're having the same conversation. You're saying Celtic are favourites, but maybe Motherwell could do this and, and look at what they've done in some of the other big games. But Celtic scored early on and it just felt over from that point. It, it, it just killed it. Could it be a similar situation? There's other points in the game that are just as important as the start of the game. And how you restart the game at half in the second half is just as important as the start of the, the very start of the game as well. I mean, I hope that Jim Jeffrey Wright and himself do uh, win the, the, the Scottish Cup on Saturday. I was just trying to point out there statistically, it's never been done by any Celtic team in the past, never before. No, no, I agree, Kenny. You, you know, you're right to point that out. But as I say, there comes a time when, you know, the the way Celtic have been and you know over the last few years, in particular, dominating you know every every, every trophy. And this is a, another opportunity. And and I don't think they're finished yet. I still think that you know I think they won this, and then and then it's it's on to next season, and, and the rest of the teams are all still playing catch up. So um, you know, I think that um, it's, it's for everything for Hearts have to have. People always say Celtic have an off day or they have to have a break somewhere along the line to win this game. I just don't think if they're matched up against each other, Celtic mm. are better. How much do you separate what, what's happened in previous weeks then, Roger? Because it, it seems like, uh, you know, we've kind of moved on because you, everyone's saying you can't take anything from the weekend because it was two changed teams. And if you go back to the weekend before, well, Celtic got a whole lot of criticism, didn't they, for, for the Rangers' performance? Um, and then some of the other games recently... Why have we forgotten all that Or is that the right thing to do Does this game stand alone um, I think Celtic have shuffled the pack a little bit You know we spoke about Tierney at the top of the show He's been protected Forrest's been protected for the last couple of days Celtic have McGregor you know, the, Yeah McGregor was left out for a game Celtic have just got everyone ready for this game We would expect all the big hitters to be playing Hearts best player Stephen Naismith Won't be playing Ollie Lee, who's been crucial from set pieces, who scored that great goal to win the Derby at Easter Road at Christmas time, won't be playing. Peter Herring, I think, was, was speaking yesterday. He said he's going to play through the pain barrier, but won't be at 100%. Um, we're guessing still that Uchi Ekpiazu is going to start the game. I would imagine they would patch him up and get him out there, but he won't be at 100%. And as Jim said, Hearts, they're, sort of, they're limping to the end of the season. Had this game been 
at the time, early in the season, they met in the League Cup semi-final, you would have given Hearts a puncher's chance. In the first six weeks of the season, you'd have given Hearts a right chance. But now, it's almost as if they've just sort of limped to the end of the season. They're patching everyone up. They've, they've just got one more game to finish. And as I said, where's Kenny the Jambo when we need him? <laughs> Let's have Hearts fans on, explaining to you, to me, to Jim, how Hearts are going to stop the treble treble. Because... On the face of it, none of us can see how it's going to happen. Yeah, that's a good time to make that happen, Hearts fans, because we're going to hear from your striker, Stephen McLean, after this. Thanks to Ken and Canvas Lang. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It's an extra special Beat the Pundit this week Just for getting on the line You don't even need to get a single question right Just for getting through You win yourself a pair of tickets To the Guinness Pro 14 Rugby Final Between Glasgow Warriors and Leinster Right here in Glasgow at Celtic Park This Saturday The Warriors are going for their first title since 2015 You could be along cheering them on And all you have to do is take part in tonight's Beat the Pundit 0141 951 1025 You up against Roger minus one Hannah Or Jim Duffy You only have until the news at 7 So give us a call Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna here with me Gordon Duncan Give us a call or send us a tweet We kicked off by previewing the Scottish Cup final We heard from Kieran Tierney We assessed Lee Wallace's future Given that he's now left Rangers and we're going to hear from Hearts forward Stephen McLean As you know, sometimes in the second hour we like to have a, a bit of fun we, we like to get you thinking And here's one for you Purely because I was driving down the road the other day, Roger In my local area And I saw something that struck me I saw a gentleman, maybe a similar age t- to yourself um, With his Celtic strip on Nothing wrong with that It's the next part On the back, as he turned round and went into the shop Number two, Tall Yan on the back of his strip And it struck me as a strange choice Now no offence mm-hmm. to Jeremy Tolyan But I think you'll agree It would strike you as a strange mm-hmm. choice Yes, I, I would imagine it would be cheaper than the old one 10 <laughs> Venegur of Hesseling <laughs> So anyway it struck me as a strange choice And it just got me thinking What about the name you regret getting On the back of your shirt You must have some good <laughs> stories about this folks So send us a tweet or give us a call What is the name you regret getting on the back of your shirt 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter After this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the Pundit time Roger's still on minus one I will review that in the summer To see if we want to punish him further uh, Jim Duffy is here as well One of them is up against Stephen from Knightswood How are you Stephen? I'm fine, thank you. You're a winner already, Stephen. You've got yourself a pair of tickets to the Guinness Pro 14 Rugby Final at Celtic Park between the Warriors and Leinster. Will you go along or will you give them to someone else? My sister's a big fan of rugby and I'll be working on Saturday, so she's going to go. But if you happen to have any tickets for the Celtic game, we'll see then because my brother-in-law's came for Australia and he's not got a ticket yet. I can make make you brother of the year thanks to the rugby tickets. I can't make you brother-in-law of the year, I'm afraid. The rugby will have to do. I hope your sister enjoys it anyway. Thank you Good stuff anyway On to the main event No offence to the rugby Beat the pundit Heads it's Roger Hanna And tails It will be Jim Duffy And it is It's Roger Minus one oh, Hanna Good luck Steve. Thank you Right let me give Roger Some Clyde too That way he can't listen into what Roger's saying uh, What Stephen's saying Sorry Stephen You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head With Roger You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Just grab a pen So I can mark these down Right let's do it 
Who's signed a contract extension at Aberdeen until 2021? Don't know. Pass. Dylan McGeoch currently plays for which English team? Uh, Doncaster. What is the name of the Danish international who's signed for Motherwell? Sloth. What year did Steve Clark win the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup with Chelsea? Ninety-two. Uh, where did Dumbarton play up until 2000? Okay. And where did Eamon Brophy begin his playing career? Pass. Who managed and played with Ross County on four separate occasions? Jamaica. Okay, let's bring Roger Hanna back. Roger, are you with us? Yep, but a bit of footloose there in Clyde too. Taking a back to Hugh Keevens at the Christmas party. <laughs> That's something no one ever wants to see. Uh, Stephen says they were hard. You start on minus oh, one. Let's Stephen, let's Stephen, Stephen. let's not forget that you do start on minus one. So let's go through them um, and see how you get on. Are you ready? Yeah. Right, let's do it. Who signed a contract extension at Aberdeen till 2021? Shea Logan. Dylan McGeer currently plays for which English team? Sunderland. What is the name of the Danish international who signed for Motherwell? Casper Sloth. In what year did Stevie Clark win the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup with Chelsea? 98. Where did Dumbarton play up until 2000? Boghead. Where did Eamon Brophy begin his playing career? Hamilton Ackes. Who managed and played with Ross County on four separate occasions? Stuart Kettlewell. Who, f- who just about who finished fourth in the Premiership in 2017 to qualify for Europe? 2017 mm-hmm. Quickly Nah time's up. time's up Time's up Time's up Time's up uh, Stephen I heard you saying That they were difficult On your way off there uh, What do you make of Roger's attempts Do you think he's He's managed to outdo you Yeah I think I'm being well beat I think uh, Jim he, 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 he scoffs at the note But I think we're moving Towards minus two For next season Well I, I think that uh, You know The pace he goes at He, he defies a man Of his shape <laughs> <laughs> that is line of the night from Jim Duffy. That's like we waited to the end of the season. That's the best. <laughs> Bashed him. Absolutely. I had smashed. to give him something. He's too clever. <laughs> right. Let's find out. Uh, Roger Shape aside, who signed the contract extension at Aberdeen till 2021? It's Shea Logan, one nil. Dylan McGeoch. Well, it's not one nil. It's nil nil because you start on minus one. Uh, Dylan McGeoch plays for which team? It's Sunderland. Now it's one nil. Casper Sloth. Best name in Scottish football oh, so far by a distance. Uh, Better than Manny Panther Stephen got it right though So it's 2-1 to Roger Hanna It then goes 3-1 Because Stevie Clark won the UEFA Cup Winners' Cup with Chelsea in 98 uh, Dumbarton played at Boghead Up until 2000 Stephen got that right as well So Stephen's doing okay uh, But Roger's something else Eamon Brophy started at Hamilton Ackies He didn't even get the last one Derek Adams it was Ah, oh, of course, yeah. Um, who'd managed and played with Ross County on four separate occasions, and you were the only one to get to question eight. St Johnston was the answer you were looking for. So a six, minus one, five for Roger. I think it was two for Stephen. Hardline, Stephen, but you do get the rugby tickets. Your sister will love you. Hope you have a good weekend. Thank you. Well done, Roger. Thanks, Stephen. Great stuff. You know, that was Stephen. You know, Jim, we were talking about uh, Daz reckons I employ tactics at this, and he was right. talking at the weekend. He said he noticed me once closing my eyes to answer the question. Right. So he said the next week he started closing his <laughs> eyes when Gordon was asking the question. And he said when he closed his eyes, it was funny. He started thinking about things that weren't football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what he was no, thinking no, about. There they are. No, but if we do many conversations with Daz, they worry about that. What I do know is that he's only won two out of his last six. So he's given away signed balls like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And the producer's not happy because we've got a tight budget. <laughs> But there we go Thank you Stephen Anyway hope you enjoy the rugby Or your sister enjoys the rugby Your chance to win Guinness Pro 14 rugby tickets Tomorrow again On Beat the Pundit All the best To Glasgow Warriors In that one Right I said before Beat the Pundit I wanted to know The name you regret getting 
on the back of your shirt I'm sure there'll be some good stories in here Because I saw a guy the other day No offence to him No offence to Jeremy Tolyan That is offensive you're actually, <laughs> Don't try and get out of it No offence to Jeremy Tolyan he's, he's a, he, a guy gave you brush a dog Are you trying to say It's not a strange choice To get in the back nah, of your shirt Compared to everyone else When he's, when he's been signed A Celtic fan I thought I'm going to support him He's a new player I'm going to show them That we, you know he's going to be part of it But you've it, given it Try it, to dig yourself out It definitely no wasn't Jeremy Tolyan No it wasn't Jeremy Tolyan No No absolutely not Right here we go um, I think we've got We've got some coming in On Twitter Um Shirt regret Well this is a continental one In Benidorm a few years ago My son was moaning about a Barca strip With Figo in the back I got him it But he signed for Real Madrid the next day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah just don't be walking through But you got a pig's head That'll lob that you Ian says Adults shouldn't have names On the back of their shirts well, Sorry Ian But I'm just trying to uh, Mark <laughs> Brilliant Mark Mark Wilson Not that one mm-hmm. Has tweeted in And his Twitter name is Mark Wilson 1212 I always regretted getting Wilson 12 on the back of my Celtic top because my date of birth is the 12th of December. But then the Clyde Super Scoreboard pundit Mark Wilson signed and what number did he get? <laughs> number 12. So people thought I was his biggest fan, but I had it first. The shame. Can you imagine? Mushroom 12 on no, the back. That's absolutely terrible. You should send a photograph over to Daz because he says he doesn't remember Mark Wilson playing for Celtic. I might jog his memory. Uh, Sideshow Bob regrets getting Raphael Shite uh, Hopefully it was spelt properly Shocking player when he signed But I thought he would be good So there we go Ever had any Any that you cared to uh, Did you have names well, In the back of your shirts When you two were a kid I were growing up There was, there nah, was shirts there was no, But there was no names Or numbers nah, in those were, days You were you're happy to, to get a number When you when you played You were just happy To get 1 to 11 You know now, nowadays Obviously you've got Kieran Tierney 63 I think is mm. it Or something so And then you've got other ones That are Variety of number 77 I think Dembele came on at the weekend mm-hmm. Karamoko Dembele 77 So I think that uh, Yeah uh, No When we were when we were younger It was just happy to get a jersey There are a few different categories here Because you can get a guy Who goes on to be a dud Which is, is not great You can get a guy who leaves Very soon after mm. You can get someone who's a, a, a bad injury In fact when I, I remember As a, a youngster in Motherwell I got my new Motherwell strip In the summer And I thought Right who's going to be my favourite player this season And I got number 4 Kerr Remember Brian Kerr? Yeah. Pre-season, cruciate ligament injury, out for the season. So there we go. That was uh, my regret. But lots are coming in on Twitter. Richie got Danny Fox, brand new Celtic top, buzzing. A few weeks later, left for Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Gutted. Uh, Willie Bone took some abuse for getting Basil Bolly on the back of his. <laughs> and Lebo got Lovenkrantz on his Rangers top when I was about 12. It wasn't the biggest top because I was young, so it had to go from the bottom left up and round. <laughs> Lovenkrantz had to yeah. curve all the way round. That's us back to the Venegur of Hesselink yes. argument. It curved indeed. round the number 10, didn't it? Anyway, in case you're wondering what on earth is going on, I saw a guy with Jeremy Tolyan on the back of his Celtic strip. I thought it was a bit funny, and I decided to ask you lot names you regret getting on the back of your. Football jerseys Give us a call Roger All your prayers have been answered Kenny the Jambo Has phoned in Yay Come on Kenny Your team's been getting Battered on this programme tonight Defend them uh, Roger Evening Kenny Good evening uh, Stole me right at Airdrie Stadium Just to take my daughter Into her football training But uh, she's in training herself now Because I thought I can't resist that uh, <laughs> Listen We've got to be dreamers guys uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm born a Jambo And I was full of tarts and I've got to be quite optimistic. Uh, there's a lot of wee things that you maybe didn't appreciate, but it's kind of fate. You know, uh, you go back to 86, St Mern, uh, day in the dirty to let Celtic win the league. Isn't it going to be strange that St Mern could get relegated and done this weekend? Eh? 
Is that, that's it I mean it might be uh, it, Some people would call it tenuous But Kenny's hanging on to it Yeah I mean any kind of tenuous link there Kenny But can, can you still give us that That kind of optimism The degree and why you're optimistic Other than just being a fan What what makes you think they can beat Celtic at the weekend? Uh, being a jambo Jim We've got to believe You know mm-hmm. I mean What's the point If, if that was the case None of us would go here game of football Really mm-hmm. we'd just go I still think I'm going to win every week So we'll just mm-hmm. no bother But I think uh, if you go back, I mean, it keeps coming up on uh, posts on media and all that. I think the last time Lennon and his uh, his beloved Celtic played Tarts at Hamden, mm-hmm. uh, we picked them out and ended up winning a glorious 5-1 final. Mm-hmm. So anything can happen. No, football. I, listen, if anything can happen, if Hearts win the game at the weekend, I think this might be Hearts' greatest ever Scottish Cup final win. Now think of the ones in the modern era, Kenny. I don't need to tell you the five-one against Hibs with Scatcho, the win against Gretna, Craig Gordon in the shootout, the win against Rangers in '98 when Stefan Adam scored that late winner. Even if you go back, you know they were all good, strong Hearts teams who all had a chance in those games, good chances in those games. Even back to the '56 game when you last played Celtic in the final, you had Con Bald and Walter, probably the best forward line in Hearts history. So that that wasn't a surprise. I think if you win on Saturday. It'll be a huge surprise And it, it might be the biggest cup final win in Hearts history you, Seriously You raised an interesting point Roger I don't I don't uh, praise you lightly But earlier on When you talked about Scottish Cup final shocks I mean Hearts are What the 5th, 6th best team in, in the country So they're playing Celtic It's not as if there's a A huge gulf no. there But 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 you're right This would On paper Would, would this be the biggest cup shock in Whatever 25 yeah, years it, Because it, it, it I can't be think of too many because of the problems Hearts have got they don't have their best player Stephen Naismith They don't have a guy Who is a set-piece expert And can score goals From distance And goes Ollie Lee The centre-forward Dick Piazzo Isn't 100% The holding guy In midfield Herring Isn't 100% The, the two first-choice Left-backs Mitchell mm. and Garuccio Are out the team They don't have the same Experience at finals As Celtic mm. The form at the end Of the season Was miserable Everything points away from heart So I think it would be an enormous shock and I should say I meant Scottish Cup final shock Not Scottish Cup yeah. shock Because Jim Ro- Rogers right you Just look back in the recent history of the competition When it gets to the final stage And, and Kenny will know all too well I mean Gretna came close And we had yeah. Queen of the South in the final Dundee as you well know But we've not seen many shocks in finals No not many shocks But you know It's, it's Kenny I, I, I like Kenny's um, you know, attitude to it. If, you're, if you're a fan You go there believing This is going to be I mean listen All the Watford fans went there At the weekend Last weekend Thinking Dreaming as, as Kenny said Listen this is going to be your day And Fawcett didn't work out But it does It doesn't happen too often but it does happen now and again. This, you know, you can't always predict what's going to happen in football. As I said, there are so many things can affect the game, and Hearts will be hoping they get a little break, a, a decision that goes their way, you know, something that can swing it in their favour. But to do that, they have to be at their best. They have to make sure that all the players are in top form, and then if they can manage to do that and stay in the game, get that little break, then you never know. But as I said. Just looking at the the strengths of both sides, and as I said, taking taking out anything um, untoward happening, I can't see another myself in victory. But, but listen, I hope it's a much more competitive game than I anticipated it to be. I would agree with that, and, and I hope Kenny and all the Jambos fans enjoy their day because it's not so long ago that you know Hearts were in tough financial times. They were relegated. They were down in the Championship. They were down in their luck. They are one of, for me, the big five clubs in the country. 
It's great to see Hearts back It's great to see Hearts back in the top six uh, It's great to see them back In a cup semi-final as they were in the Betfred In a cup final as they are in the Scottish And it would be great for Scottish football If they were to sort of confound the critics And really have a go at Celtic mm. on Saturday Kenny, who's, who's the man then That you're, you're pinning your hopes on If it's not going to be Stephen Naismith Who's it going to be? Stephen McLean I think uh, Stephen McLean's experience will actually shine through and he's jumping at the bit to actually get a game for what I believe. And and I know Roger's saying there about uh, Ollie Lee. Ollie Lee's not really played a lot in the last few months because he's not really fitted in with Craig Levine. For what I gather from my pals that are on season tickets in Edinburgh, they're, they're saying that there's been a wee bit of falling out between Levine and uh, Ollie Lee, which is a bit of a shame, really, but uh, I'm really just, I'm just going to be optimistic. Jim? I worked with one of your old players, Big Tosher, uh, and he was, he, was rubbing, uh, hi, he was he was rubbing me about hearts, obviously, because he, he had tickled my abs. Uh, but no, listen, it's a game of football. Anything can happen, guys. And I've got it as part of my double. I've got hearts and spurs to win the two cups, so hopefully my bet comes up. <laughs> no, I'm sanctioning betting. No, listen, you can just please gamble responsibly. I think it's tasty outsiders as we've got a packet of Muller's Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Johnson's joke book uh, Kenny said Stephen McLean Could be the main man for Hearts Let's hear from him It's 11 men versus 11 men It's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough Because Celtic are the better side But uh, there's different ways and means Of winning football games And uh, on any given day You can turn up and you can beat anybody So we're confident we've got a big performance in us And uh, maybe a bit of luck along the way And uh, yeah, we're, we're prepared well We've worked hard. I think what you've got to look at is it, it doesn't happen very often for players, so I think you've got to take the opportunity when it comes along. If you look at different players, like a lot of players haven't won anything in their career, and this could be my third time, so I'm, I've been lucky enough, but I think you can't let these moments pass you by. You've got to go and do your job first and foremost, but you want to go and win the game, and uh, you've got to prepare properly, and, and we have done as a team, and uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's important that you seize the moment and, and take your chance when it comes along. Well we'll find out if Kenny's hope for Stephen McLean to be the main man will come true on Saturday I'm loving your stories on Twitter about names you regret getting on the back of your shirt This all stems from when I drove past someone with Tolyan on the back of their shirt I just found it to be a strange choice And I knew we'd get a good conversation out of it So Kevin McLaughlin, 1989 he says He was 16 on £30 a week Celtic announced Mo Johnson was returning mm-hmm. I spent my entire wage on the new away <laughs> shirt With nine Johnson on the back I wore it to the cup final The rest is history <laughs> Or hysterical He says yeah. I wonder what he did with that top in the end And listen to this from John G John's mum and dad came back from the Celtic shop With Berkovich on the back of the top Instead of Larson Because they had run out of L's So, <laughs> so John burst into tears And he says Danny Rowling can vouch Because he still slags me for it Nothing worse <laughs> Don't it's, let it's a, parents take control of this stuff John It's amazing to listen About Stephen McLean Playing in a cup final Pe- People remember him scoring First in Johnson at Celtic Park In the cup final against Indian United But he's got another winner's medal Yeah, 2003 Against yeah. your Dundee yeah. team yeah. I mean it's amazing How many Rangers. players well, of Scottish Cup medals, winners' medals, spanning over sixteen years, it's been an incredible achievement for Stephen yeah. McLean, and I hope he starts because I think Hearts are better when he's in the team, even at thirty-six. Stephen's wife got on the Celtic top with Keane on the back for Roy Keane five oh six. He barely got the chance to wear it because he chucked it. Uh, well, so we got there are so many coming in. I remember another one from from my childhood, and the reason I'm going to mention this one is because if you're talking about obscure names, Roger, see if you remember this one. Mm-hmm. Brothers that I know Friends of mine Always had the new Ranger strip As soon as it came out Brand new 
player of their choice in the back, and it was at that the, time. The with the mother, okay. It was at that time, yeah, very good. Um, Moles, Alberts, Newman, that that sort of era. And it was always one of them until one of them got Nieto on the mm. back. Remember him? Yeah, Frederico Nieto. Alec McLeish signing from Argentina. Honestly, I mean, you think back of all the players you could have chose, <laughs> that's who he went for. Yeah, he went for a wee bit of continental glamour. Yeah, didn't quite work it's out. The, it's the ones when you see when you go on, on holiday in the little kind of markets and all that that spell it all wrong. They're brilliant. <laughs> you know, you get the misspelled. As you say, like Keeney, and it's like K double E N E or something like that. You know, and some some wee granny buys it for the grandson because they're doing the right yard, thing, and they go, "What's that? It's Keen No, oh, no, it's no. <laughs> anyway, but you get yeah, there's a few there's a few you see them hanging up on the on the outside the wee shops. Plenty more to come on that. If you've got any good memories, keep them coming in for us. In the meantime, here's this is important for you because Key Store are doing something that we feel pretty strongly about. They're supporting community football teams across Scotland by offering grants. And if you want to win funding for your team, they're asking you to send videos of your best goal celebrations. Clyde1.com/score with Key Store now. We thought we'd get involved as well So myself, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Went to goals up the road And we tried I keep saying that's the key word We tried <laughs> to recreate some famous goal celebrations What you have to do right now Go to our Twitter feed At Clyde SSB You will see me trying to act out a goal celebration And you need to phone in right now And tell us whose celebration was it 01419511025 you could be the winner of a 250 pounds key store hamper you must be over 18 give us a call and the full time teasers next Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors compensation they know the score talk to thompsons.com Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy are here give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB we've been asking uh, for regrettable names you got in the back of your football shirts Just a bit of fun uh, to see us through the second hour tonight Still keen to hear from St Mirren and Dundee United fans Huge week for you um, We're going to get a good full-time teaser up and running in just a second But before we do that I told you to go to Clyde SSB Look at the video of us trying to recreate a famous goal celebration Come on here, tell us who it was And win yourself a £250 key store hamper The first man through is John McKenzie from Greenock How are you tonight, John? Not too bad, mate, how are you? Good, thank you Who do you think it was? Forgive my terrible acting Whose goal celebration was it? I think it was Jimmy Bullard It was Jimmy Bullard You've got it in one Do you remember it Jim Duffy? He yes. was taking the mickey out of Phil, Phil Brown, Brown And he manager. got them all in the circle Yeah the manager uh, The week before or something like that Had got them all out And kept them all out at half time And gave them a kind of finger wagon So uh, yeah You've uh, recreated that very well Gordon Well done John You've absolutely nailed it A £250 key store hamper For you to enjoy this weekend If you do it all in in a one I'll be um, impressed and worried In equal measure well, I've got a cup final this weekend So <sighs> In front I'll of the TV after it. Are, you going celebration. Are you going along? Yes, I got a ticket Brilliant, good on you Well, you'll get it after when you come home Hope you have a good weekend, John That was John in Greenock He's won with Keystore Another chance for you to win tomorrow And Friday as well All good fun Some of Gordon DL's attempts at this are horrific <laughs> But funny, funny as well uh, I must say Right, thank you to John Keep them the regrettable names on the back of the shirts coming in I better get this teaser up and running Because it's a John Smith cracker To see us through to the end of the season Jim Duffy I apologise in advance You have the misfortune of being on with Roger Hanna Which means you get the tough questions So That's alright Well Roger will bail us out There's, there's, there's a form of <laughs> bullying going on in this show Jim you, you, you uh, might, If you're listening uh, to Tuesday night uh, You'll hear the word Gordon bullies me For each of the clubs that finished in the top six In the Scottish Premiership this season, this season. Name the youngest And oldest players 
To have featured for them Since 2000 Since 2000 So you don't need my arithmetic To tell you You're looking for 12 names for Jack Aitch is in Yes Well done <laughs> David Weir Yep Okay I'll read it once more For each of the clubs That finished in the top 6 This season Name the youngest And oldest players To have featured for them Since 2000 So Jack Aitchison Is Celtic's youngest 16 against Motherwell David Weir Is Rangers Oldest What about Harry Cochran Harry Cochran Is not Hart's youngest ever No Since the 2000 boy, The boy that played At the weekend was no. 16 And left back nope. um, No it wasn't him Wasn't him It's another 16 year old And Cochran was oh, 16 as well Chris Hamilton Come back a bit further I don't mind giving you A wee steer Since 2000 remember uh-huh. Okay Any more So for the avoidance of doubt You're looking for Celtic Rangers Kilmarnock Aberdeen yes. Hibs Harps yes. Their oldest And youngest player since 2000 Jack Aitchison's the youngest for Celtic Davy Weir's the oldest for Rangers I think that's all you've got so far Yeah. So Aitchison was younger than Karamoko Yeah, yeah he was yes. Yeah he was um, I think Aberdeen they young boys and all mm-hmm. mm. They do Couldn't be Fraser Fivey could it? For Aberdeen No no, I think some of those young lads have come through. Jack Grimmer, uh, Ryan Fraser. I think of some of those young lads. The good thing about this question: some of them are, are recent, some are this season, and, and some are, are going a good bit back to to, the, to this era. But since two thousand, so all right, top five or top six, top, top six. six, top six. So you're looking for twelve names: six youngest, six oldest. You can play along with us uh, at Twitter as well. Mm, nope, you've already got Rangers uh-huh. oldest. Ali McCoy to come on. Not like since that. 2000 No No there was someone else Goalie You know goalies are normally yeah. <laughs> Funny you say that Gordon Marshall It is Gordon Marshall, Gordon Marshall yeah. Well yeah. done Dov Team, Teamwork I like that Right let's be, let's go back to the phones Laurie in Denison Is on the line Hi Laurie uh, Gordon good evening uh, Good evening Jim and Roger Hi Laurie Good evening Laurie uh, Jim uh, Can I ask you a question I know that Although you First Started as a professional football player with one team Celtic. Uh, your most lengthy association, both as player and manager, was with Greenock Martin. Uh, Jim, can I ask you, uh, where Andy Ritchie was concerned, yeah. uh, am I correct in saying that he ended up at the tail of the bank as a result of a swap deal that sent Roy Baines yeah. in the opposite direction? Yeah, that's right. Well, here, here's my next question, Jim. I, I remember being at Campolo in early 79. I, it was during the, the winter of discontent. And there was a snowstorm. Uh, Morton played Celtic. I can't remember if you featured in this game or not, Jim, but you'll be able to enlighten me. Ali Scott was hauled down in the final minute of the game and Andy Ritchie converted a penalty. Did you play in that game, Jim? No, I didn't. No, it was before I went there. Okay. Uh, so my question uh, I, I want to ask you is, uh, Andy Ritchie A very temperamental player But talented player mm-hmm. uh, In your estimation Jim Was he the best striker of a dead ball You ever played with Or against in your career I wouldn't say he was the best He's certainly one of them um, Fantastic talent um, of, a, of the as you say dead ball But also fantastic close control ability as well um, You know In open play but uh, you know, and 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 of his time, he was certainly one of the best. Um, but you know, obviously, 
you know, there's, you know, if you look across your career, there's, there's always guys there who, you know, strike the ball fantastically well. If you're just going from set plays or, you know, dead ball situations, you know, there was a lot. I mean, obviously, one is my, my, my old pal Chick Chanley, who was on here a few weeks ago. Chick was another one who was fantastic. That was similar to Andy, that kind of maverick talent. But, you know, from dead balls, it was exceptional. And, you know, there's been there's been a lot. I mean, uh, to, to be honest with you, when I was... Uh, a young boy coming through at Celtic as well when, when Charlie Nicholas was a young player he was fantastic at that as well um, but o- over the years I mean uh, if I thought back there's a, num- there's a number of players that I think that uh, you know had an exception ability mm. but Andy was certainly one of them one of, one of the best but I, I think it's always hard to say because error and uh, you know sometimes it, you know you change your mind as, as you go through it, it doesn't matter whether it's a good player or, or a set a set play specialist uh, Laurie Thank you, Jim. Uh, the, the, finally, the question I would like to ask yourself and Roger uh, is that do you feel that the Cup final on Saturday uh, will be conditional, should Celtic win or not win, to Neil Lennon as a free requisite getting a job? Roger, what do you think? Um, at the very start, back in February, Laurie, when Neil came back to replace Brendan Rodgers, I thought if he won... If he saw out the treble, the treble treble, if you like, that would be enough to get him the job. I'm less guarantee, you know, I think less of a guarantee in that now. Not really sure what makes me say that. I just have a feeling that if Celtic were going to give the job to Neil, he may have been confirmed by now. Um, and the longer it goes on, and I've said this for a couple of weeks now, the less convinced I am. I think it would be very harsh because he's come in, he's only lost one game. He will, in my estimation, see Celtic over the line for the treble treble. I think it would be harsh if he didn't get the job. I'm just beginning to have my doubts now. Thank you very much, Laurie and Dennison. Have you got any on the teaser? You had Jack Aitchison, Davy Weir, Gordon Marshall. What about Jim Layden? Yes, he's Aberdeen's oldest. Jamie McCluskey at Hibs. Oh, what an outstanding shout that is, Jim Duffy. I thought that was one of the tricky ones. Oh, I had Jamie at, uh, at Morton for a while, well, and I just remember him being Jamie there. McCluskey was 16 when he played mm-hmm. for Hibs mm-hmm. against Kilmarnock in 2004. Great shout. I'm trying to think. Doris De Vries isn't the oldest Celt, is he? He is. Yeah. You've nailed yeah. most of the oldies. You've got De Vries, Davy Weir, Gordon Marshall, Jim Layton, and for the young ones, you've got Jack Aitchison, Jamie McCluskey. Yes. So we'll, we'll just leave it there because you've got plenty of time. Um, I'm abs- Honestly, what a response we've had to the regrettable names <laughs> on the back of your shirt. Dale Handley says, the only player I ever had on a Celtic shirt. So, ever. Of all the players, the only one he's ever had, Scott Allen. The, 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 yeah. 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 I only got yeah. it because my mate was devastated that he'd signed for us and not Rangers, and he assured me Alan would never sign for us. So he got it in his shirt. And I didn't get to use it too often, did he? Stuart got Tevez in his Man United shirt. He moved to City. Then I didn't learn and got Di Maria a few seasons later. Come on, Stuart, when are you going to learn? Uh, Andrew McDade got Alan Gow in his Rangers top when he signed. Don't think he played a game. Daniel Henderson, when Larson signed. Why do people take chances like this? My cousin and I went to Parkhead and tossed a coin to see who would get Larson and who would get Blinker. He got Larson and the rest, as they say, is history. Honestly. <laughs> Jamie's on the line in Perth I think we might have one on the phone Hi Jamie How you doing? What's your tale? Uh, well it's just it's a tale about uh, the, the names on the backs of shirts uh, I've mm-hmm. never actually told anybody about this Because it stayed hidden for a number of years <laughs> right. the, worst na- the worst name I ever got on the 
on the back of a shirt was a Celtic uh, was was on the back of a Celtic top. I don't know if you remember the the kind of white V-neck top. I think when O'Neill was in charge with the NTL advert on the front of it, it was quite a nice top. It was long sleeve, gorgeous. And in those days, uh, I didn't have the internet, so I'd ordered it through you know kind of one of them flyers that you write your name and address on, and you get the boxes and stuff. Well, anyway, I've got a, a really quite extensively long Polish. Uh, Scottish hyphenated surname and I'm well used to filling in forms and my name doesn't fit in the boxes so what I've done was I penned a little note explained clearly what my name was uh, if I could get it done in two lines with the hyphen on the top line because it was quite specific and in the little boxes where you put your name on the form where you order it I just put C note <laughs> oh, no, no, I can see what's going on and a number 7 as well obviously because that was Larson's number so a couple of weeks later, the top arrived, and on the back of it, it said, See no. <laughs> on it. It, gets, it gets better, right? Because I was absolutely raging, you know, because I was, I was waiting for this like a, like a teenager waiting for their exam results. So I got back on the phone, because uh, I think it was, uh, take it was a Celtic superstore that done it, or uh, the shop, or whatever, and I explained to the woman, she says, Look, just send it back in, uh, we'll get you another, uh, another one sent out. Uh, but I said to her, I says, Well, there's no point sending the, the top in and she says alright fair enough just keep it uh, we'll have a look for it uh, we'll get you another one sent out so what explained all the, the trouble with the, the name and stuff so a couple of weeks later passed and this parcel arrived uh, opened the parcel and inside the parcel was like in a white plastic bag obviously the top was inside it but there was a, an envelope stuck to it and uh, somebody cheekily wrote uh, C note inside so opened it up and there was a, a signed picture with Henrik Larson and so opened the top and they'd got my name perfect and everything. And the nice thing was they'd done it in gold letters. And I'd never seen anybody else with gold letters because I think the letters were black because it was a white top. And I was chuffed to bits. But uh, I've never told anybody about the C note. <laughs> uh, I never ever brought it out because I was wanting to wear it for five a size. And I would have just got the pan rattled at me for it. But uh, it's hanging up in a restaurant in uh, the Alps in northern Italy when uh, I was crossing a few years ago with school trip skiing. And uh, by this time, then the C note had kind of come off. So, <laughs> and the restaurant over was a big uh, UV fan, so we kind of swapped tops, and uh, it's uh, up on the wall of his restaurant. Bro, what another a story one, that is! Another one I remember. It's it's Let's not football tops, but do you remember the the Newcastle fan that got Andy Cole tattooed right across his back? And he signed for Man United the next Ooh, day. That's a sore one. I do remember a Celtic uh, fan last summer who was in the papers. He was over, I can't remember, Spain or Portugal or someone holiday. Went to a tattooist and asked for a 10 in a row tattoo. Oh, and yeah. The, and it ended up Terry Monroe <laughs> tattooed across him. Uh, Jamie, absolutely. There was so much to that story. Absolutely loved it. What, what, is, the, what is your actual surname? Are you willing to reveal it? That's uh, Schultke Robertson. So, uh, C note, it's, it's easier then. Right, aye. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's long. It's kind of up there with the vinegar of Hesling. I actually thought when see see when I see when I was waiting on the second top coming, I was actually panicking that they'd maybe started it at the elbow, one arm, and finished it on the other, <laughs> the two lines, and that that would have been unique as well. But I just thought I'd share that with brilliant. you. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Appreciate that. That was Jamie C Note from Perth, Celtic fan. <laughs> oh, what a story that is. Right, let's round off or not round off. Let's visit the teaser once more now for the top six in Scotland. You need to name the youngest and oldest players to have featured since 2000. So, for example, you've got you've finished Celtic. You've got Jack Aitchison as the youngest, Doris De Vries as the oldest. For Rangers, you've got David Weir as the oldest. For Kilmarnock, you've got Gordon Marshall as the oldest. For Aberdeen, you've got Jim Layton as the oldest. And for Hibs, you've got Jamie McCluskey as the youngest. 
What else? For Rangers, what about John Fleck? No. Danny Wilson? Nope. Callum Gallagher? I was surprised at the Rangers one. Uh, uh, you're the closest, though, with Callum Gallagher. Oh, from yeah, that era. That's what I'm thinking. Because when I think they were down Andy the Mitchell? Nope. They played Ross Perry. You're getting warmer, as they say. Andy Murdoch? Nope. Lewis McLeod Nope Keep going You're nearly there Oh Jamie Ness ne- Nope You're getting colder <laughs> Reese McCabe Still colder Because they guys played just before mm-hmm. didn't they Well but Hibs is Is Hibs the oldest uh, Ray Wilkins No since 2000 remember Frank Sosie Or 2000 Nope mm-hmm. Alright I'll give you some thinking time And we'll get the answers okay. next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Get the result You deserve Talk to Thompsons.com Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy In the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means they've got work to do in the full-time teaser now The full-time teaser is when you send the questions in to us And we test them out on the pundits So if you want to get involved It's full-time at Clyde1.com John Smith sent tonight's in He says for the top six in the Scottish Premiership Name the youngest and oldest players to feature for them Since 2000 So guys like Jack Aitchison and Doris DeVries You've done Celtic For Rangers you've got the oldest Davy Weir For Kilmarnock you've got the oldest Gordon Marshall For Aberdeen you've got the oldest Jim Layton um, And for Hibs you've got the youngest Jamie McCluskey Any more? Uh, Tom Walsh Yes he's Rangers youngest 16 versus Sterling Albion in 2012 I was at the game at the weekend I think Aaron Hughes is 39 is he? Mm-hmm. He was 13 He became the oldest against Livy um, Earlier this season At the other end of the Spectrum Dean Campbell of Aberdeen Yep 16 when he made his debut Against Celtic So you're looking for Kilmarnock's youngster Hearts youngster And Hibbs Golden Oldie I was at a Hearts game A year or two back Last day of the season For Super Scoreboard Down at Kelly And Craig Levine Filled the team with youngsters Is it one of them? Say that again (laughs) A Hearts team A couple of years ago Last day of the season Craig Levine Filled with kids No Before that Mm, Yeah Mm. Yep. Uh, the mother of the friend of mine Who has the Nieto top Is currently away looking for it To get a picture <laughs> sent uh, lo- Honestly tweeted in. What a response we've had to this Neil Cannon made an, What about this for a schoolboy error Neil got his own name On the back of a Scotland strip His first name though mm-hmm. Neil mm-hmm. He wore it to Hamden But what did, every, what did the 10,000 people behind him keep doing? Kneeling Shouting Neil Mm-hmm. Neil Neil Neil, mm-hmm. Neil. He kept turning around Thinking somebody knew him But he didn't <laughs> Just because he had the name In the back of his top Dafty um, What's this one Moraldo Bit of a double whammy I got Lieber Sionko At the start of 06 07. My brother got the legendary Philip Sebo mm. Philip Sebo You're not, you're not living that one down No absolutely not Wolf Tone 71 This is a cracker He once met Bobo Baldi At Celtic Park And he pulled me up Because he thought I had spelt his name wrong but I had to take my hat off Show them that I'm baldy He laughed Slapped my head Still got concussion So there we go So he's walking about with B-A-L-D-Y On the back um, Jim Duffy's nodding away And Bobo Baldy You wouldn't want to get slapped off him would you? No, no. not at all I think but, you'd uh, still be feeling it John's in Greenock yeah, Have you got you got one for us John? Ah sorry it's Jack Oh Jack Sorry Jack It's okay Jack It's slightly less sided to what you're actually talking about uh, If you remember the Joe Miller Cup final um, Scott Final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had I had a number of guests. I had actually eight guests over from Canada, and and nine of us sort of had a wee day out in Glasgow, and headed down to Hamden on that day. And outside the ground, they were selling T-shirts, 
so I bought one for each and every one of them uh, with a different logo on it, so to speak. It was Super Mo, Hail, Hail, Super Mo, 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 Super Mo. Oh, the day before, obviously, we had signed them, hadn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Collector's items, they Jack. Yeah. Should they, they kept all of them? They, yeah. Yeah, they, they travelled back to Canada on the Sunday and they were completely unaware of what <laughs> In the days before social media yeah, and it, yeah. I dread to think whatever became of the t-shirts, Jack Is it is it a, is yeah, it, is it, is it a PG okay. story? That's not <laughs> I think they were used for washing windows and stuff <laughs> Brilliant, I like that and yeah, like how, how long were they unaware for, Jack? When did, when did word oh, reach no, Canada? Wednesday, I phoned them on Wednesday A couple of them hadn't even taken them out of their oh, cases and stuff. Obviously on the Wednesday they weren't aware of it So a bit of a shock. There we go. News didn't travel as quickly back then, Jack. Thank you very much. That was Jack and Greenhouse. That was another good one. Uh, let's hear from Oren Kearney. Still time for you, St Mirren fans, to get involved or any Dundee United fans out there. I'm very keen to know what is on your mind. Massive game tomorrow. Here's a simple question. Will you sleep tonight? Because it's that big a game. Here's Oren Kearney. I think you try and keep it very similar probably to just being a normal match. We try not to look ahead to the to the Sunday game and it's more. I think it's more just to try and approach it as two different matches. And I think it's dangerous to go into the first game with a plan set aside about how to, to carry it through to the second leg or whatever else. For me, it's important just to be going to address the first game and, and the second will look after itself. Yeah, they're a good side and you know they've had, they've had a good season and, and particularly since Robbie came in, you know, they've had a real upturn um, for that second part of the season. Um, they beat us here in the in the cup as well earlier on in the season. So, um, you know, we've had we've had one look at them already, and 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 we know you know they've they've plenty of quality on their side. I think we've come a you know an awful long way um, since since that day in the cup. Um, we're, we're a different animal now. That's fair to say. Um, and and all we want to do is I suppose keep on this good run of form that we're on. Oren Kearney wants to treat it like any other game. It certainly sounds good in, in practice. Can it be done in reality, Jim? No, it's uh, so much at stake um, for both the clubs. I mean, both clubs are in pretty decent form, and uh, you know the 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 both um, you know be feeling confident getting here. But it's basically who holds their nerve. That, that that's the thing about these type of games. I always feel that the the Premier League club have a bit of an advantage, simply because they've had a bit more of a rest. Um, but you know, it doesn't always work out that way, as, as was proven last year. But um, I, I, you know, some men have been playing, you know, Premier League football all season. They've found the forum at a good time, but um, I don't think it guarantees anything. And I, I genuinely, I mean, I could not t- has even a hazard a guess of how that's going to turn out in the next two games. I really couldn't couldn't call it. I, f- I fancy St Mirren. Mm. I think they've got too much in the middle of the park for Dundee United. Mm. I think United have some good players. You look at Paul McMullen. You'll get goals from Nicky Clark. I like the look mm. of the lad Safranco mm-hmm. that, that that's come up front. Um, the goalkeeper. I like the look of mm. Segrist. But I just I've seen a bit of St Mirren and you look at that midfield, McGuinness, McAllister, mm. McGinn, Flynn's in there as well at the weekend. I just think they're too strong in the middle of the park. They're in the best run of form under Kearney. I, I just think St Mirren will share it. What have we learned from the, the playoffs as a whole since they've been brought in? I think most of us agree that they're brilliant. Yeah. It adds just the, that drama to the end of the season. And Jim's right, when you look at it on paper, it's completely weighted in favour of the Premiership mm-hmm. team. However, you know, it has been done in the well, past. If it wasn't ha- ha- weighted, you wouldn't have had the playoffs yeah. because they need, you needed something yeah. Yeah. that would entice the Premiership but teams into voting. It's for only it. been with us for a couple of years. Hamilton and Livingston have both managed it. So, as much as it is weighted, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, had we got to a situation where you were five or six years down the line and you say, well, hold on a minute, none of the Championship teams have managed to come up. No. It, it, this yeah. is ridiculous. Two have managed it already. Yeah. So, 
But it just shows you how far Kilmarnock came, for instance. I mean, all a couple <laughs> yeah. of years ago, they were playing Falkirk. Falkirk yeah. You know, in the and first, losing the first, yeah, the first leg, yeah. first leg, and then and then they went on to won it comprehensively. But again, Falkirk, I think, ran, ran out of steam, and sometimes that can happen. But you know, in this in this particular occasion, as I said, Dundee United are a big club. They've invested heavily in their squad in January when when Robin Nielsen, guys like Peter Paul and the guys you mentioned, and you know they brought players in that they were good enough and to play in the Premier League. But from St Man's point of view, as I said, it's a, it's just a, a really difficult mm. one to call for me, and and they and put so much into getting in there. There would be, a, I think, there'd be a huge blow if they if they'd been out in the first season. Because what what have we had, Roger? Have we had four? So Hamilton Ackies came up first when they beat Hibs. We had that one that Jim mentioned. Kilmarnock managed to stave off Falkirk. Hamilton Ackies staved off Dundee United, mm. and Livingston got the better of M- Partick Mother Thistle beat Rangers, and, and, and Motherwell Rangers. So it's. It's three that's two. A, that's the sixth year. Yeah, so so three two if you like in favour of of the Premiership team. That that surprises you when you look at how weighted it's meant to be mm-hmm. in 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 favour of the Premiership team. Yeah, and I think it's less weighted now. The way the fishes have fallen this season because United really haven't had any more football than St Mirren. You know, United played. I think it was at last Friday night. Yeah. You know, St Mirren have played since then. Uh, prior to that, United were the previous. Was it Tuesday And St Mirren have played on the Monday So they, they haven't really had any more football they I think it's, if, it, if it was for air Then it's more difficult yeah, isn't it Because it's should, the round before They shouldn't really be any more tired than St Mirren Right let's get to the teaser Because you've still got work to do The youngest and oldest players To have featured for our top six teams since 2000 Let's go through them bit by bit Right so you still need to get Comarnock's youngest Is it Mark O'Hara? It's not um, Marie Clark has tweeted in She's got it She has got it well, but Hibs, it's uh, right, Hibs bang on, Sorry, bang on with the era for for that one though. Yeah, there was two or three Kenny Shields through in, wasn't there? Uh, I mean, this he's still playing. He's still very much in our in our minds. He was in the championship last season, though. Craig Slater. No, oh, you're so close with the era. Mm. Is it? Would we still get Hibs oldest? Oh, yep. we do. Yeah, Joe McLaughlin. Nope. It's a great show. Always about 36, 37 What if I told you that Hibs' oldest surname Is also a planet in the solar system (laughs) (laughs) You know me Neptune? Nope Oh come on I'm trying to get through the planets Uh, That's what I'm saying Begins with a V Uh, uh, Venus Oh Mark Venus Did he play for Yeah even he was 37 Oh my goodness Right Hart's youngest It was in 2008 He was 16 And he still plays in the Premiership For a team just along the road from Hearts You would say that's so why he's playing with Libby mm-hmm. Scott Robinson Scott Robinson yeah. Come on, Kilmarnock's youngest I'm surprised you've not got this Because you were spot on with the era And I told you well, he was in loan in the championship ha-ha. last season He was actually very highly rated But bad injuries And that's Kilty. why Yes, Greg Kilty, Greg Kilty. Oh, Is that us? I think we've got them all Brilliant Well done, thank you Roger and Jim We're back tomorrow Thursday night duo Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson Stay where you are though Because Callum's up next Yet again Your chance to win a pair of VIP tickets to transmit You don't want to miss that Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to thompsons.com